What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Pick and Roll on the Board YouTube channel, the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. Visit thehammer.bet for all of your sports betting content needs. But for the NBA-specific stuff, please make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel here. Help us eventually get to 1,000 subscribers and smash that thumbs up button. You've been enjoying the show so far, and you've been cashing with the picks. Everybody is excited today. We're celebrating the sweep. From yesterday's slate, uh, we had a really good day at the office. Some stuff really broke our way late in those games, and it feels like we finally got, we finally got a good amount of luck going our way. So <laughs> let's get right into the recap on the picks on this season as a whole, up to 94 and 72 with a plus 11.2 units and a 5.8% ROI. Uh, first of all, let's go bottom up. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., maybe the craziest win we've had this season. It looked like we were going to get another loss by the hook as he was on 12 points late. Um, then Detroit tied it with a few seconds to go at 106. So I was like, okay, maybe an overtime. But Carter decided we don't need overtime and threw down a dunk late in this game. Ivy was no sweat. Pips, your thoughts on the first game here? Yeah, uh, so... Uh, Ivy was clearing it like he needed like 10 minutes to clear this line. Mm. And I expected the uh, like I, I was more onto the Wendell Carter. I, I assumed that he will be the one that will do it easily, more easily. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as you said, like I it's it's a bit late and it's a bit lucky. But if he didn't make that shot, we get to the overtime. So we have five more minutes for him to hit. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like lucky. Yeah, of course. It's well, a thankfully, great way to win. But also, if he didn't make, it, he... somebody else almost made the shot before yeah, him. He got but... the rebound on the game-winning attempt. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we'll take that. Yeah, in. We'll I mean, take like, it. great. Uh, also, also, I'll say like he missed two free throws, and he was five for, from for thirteen from the floor. So like thirteen field goal attempts, six free throws when I mean, he gets the these he's like expected to be close to 20 points in a game and yeah it was just poor game he made only like out of these five field goals made out of 13 three were dunks so he was shooting two from 11 on, on shooting so yeah but like yeah I, I i like like that spot for us and i think if we bet this like couple of more times it will be a winner also also so great yeah i was waiting for one even a bit more than that one (laughs) yes um let's go to the second play jalen brown no sweat on his over 22 and a half points boston needed overtime and nearly lost this one late but they eventually do win against indiana uh any thoughts on the celtics in this one yeah just a poor shooting night from uh, from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown Jalen Brown got there like like in, in the end he it, it looks like he had a great game but he struggled a bit he missed some easy shots Tatum was missing shots so yeah like this one won by the by by, by their bench so Brogdon Derek White Hauser won the game for the Celtics so yeah, that that was a nice win, and yeah, as you said, Brown no sweat, Boston sweaty, <laughs> yes. but 
We're going to take it, yeah. And the final play, another one, no sweat. He had 31 after three quarters. Uh, did go to overtime, though he didn't need it. Shea Gillis Alexander smashes the 31-and-a-half-point line and goes over there. Was this one as expected against this Jazz matchup you cited? Yeah, completely expected everything as expected. Like, this was one of the easiest bets I've seen. Like, I, I saw like, Shea, Jazz, bet over. Easy. Mm-hmm. And just, like, look for the best line, and that's it, like. This was as simple as it gets. So, like, I, I, I'll not be honest. I didn't spend like 15 seconds of analyzing this one. I was just like, Shay, Utah Jazz. I know from the previous bets, like, you just know, like, what player fits the profile you want to bet. And over time, when does the season goes on, you just, okay, this is the spot, bet it, and don't overthink it. And that, that was what, that was the easier, easiest one. So, like, Yep, so great stuff there. Uh, lots of people in the chat happy with that one. 3-0 day. And uh, somebody's asking if we can make it 5-0 and today. I mean, we will certainly attempt to do that with the two picks coming your way today. We'll see how they pan out. But uh, uh, I oh. think they could doubt it a bit when we show them who are we betting yeah. on. Uh, but I think this okay. is the case, but... <laughs> We will preface by saying we're going to give you the official picks and then we're going to uh, allow Pips to explain them later. I will say that the idea of this show is that you do tail the picks, but as always, it is your money. You can choose whether or not you want to tail the picks and you will see what we're talking about in a second here. Okay, first of all, no no controversy. We're going to the Knicks and the Wizards. Jalen Brunson over 23.5 points paired with Kyle Kuzma over 17.5 points for plus 100 at DraftKings. So some nice... Plus money there, even money uh, for this one with Brunson and Kuzma on the over for their points. The second play, we're going to a player that you guys have not liked betting on this season. We're at the Heat versus the Bucks. Drew Holiday over five and a half assists paired with the probably the second greatest villain of the season. Tyler Hero over 17 and a half points, minus 110 at DraftKings. So once again, I recall from the last time Tyler Hero was on the sheet of picks. Um, people were upset when the play lost because we shouldn't have gone back to Tyler Hero. Well, Pips will explain why he likes that play in a second here. And again, we'll remind you that it is completely up to you if you would like to play this, but this is an official pick on this show. Yes, people uh, people die. Out. But again, let's hear, let's hear it out and see what we have here. But Pips, let's go to the first pick here. Um, the Knicks and Wizards game, Brunson and Kuzma on their overs. So the first one is Brunson. I think everyone is like understanding where, where this coming from. Jalen Brunson over the, it, I would just say in 2023, like over the last 22 games, I think he's scoring 30 points on average, like 30 points on average. And if he played two games against the Wizards, he scored 34 and 32. So he has a 30 points average. And this is a favorable matchup over that line. So, like, this is a great spot for Jalen Brunson. And I I was on this straight over 26 and a half points. And then the news came that Bradley Bill missed practice and bookies didn't react. And when players miss practice, they usually like 70%, 75% out for the game. Like, that's some, like... If we go, go through the history statistic, if they miss practice, 
If they are questionable and miss practice, they are out 75% of the time. If Bradley Bill is out, Kyle Kuzma will smash this line like, like 90% of the games, like 95% of the games. So I just decided to add Kyle Kuzma over 70.5 points. I think if Bradley Bill plays, he still can get over this line easily. He showed that he doesn't care. Like he don't care. Like Bradley Bill on the floor, floor Porzingis on the floor, Kyle Kuzma shooting 25 times. Like that was the case. Like so many times this season. And yeah, he 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 already played two games against the Knicks, scored 40 points and scored 27 points. First game, 27 field goal attempts. Second game, 24 field goal attempts. So yeah, Kyle Kuzma was just knocking the shots. Also, he had a terrible stretch. Like he had 10 points, 16 points, 12 points. Something was off. He was injured. Sit out a couple of games, came back. 33 points against the Portland. 20 field goal attempts. Next game, Minnesota Timberwolves, 21 field goal attempts. So he, he showed that he's back. He also had all-star break to recover. And now I I think we can see some Kuzma show. Like again, 20 field goal attempts. Because no one on that on that roster is shooting like at all. Like it's Bill, Porzingis, or Kuzma. So like that's that's a bit huge. If you take a look at the last game for them, Daniel Gafford starting three field goal attempts. Montemori starting five field goal attempts. And then you, then you have Danny Avdia and Kispert and Dylan Wright that are past first guys or all the spot-up shooters. So it's down to these three guys. And if Bradley Bill is out, it's everything on, on Kyle Kuzma. So I like this part a lot for, for me. Yep, uh, like this one as well. I'm sure a lot of viewers will like this one. They may not like the next one, but uh, as 905 Giannis is here, damn, you're so convincing. That's the point. All the bets have practicality behind them, have the reasoning behind them. Uh, so hopefully you tune in here. And, and I like what Vinny says. He respects you for turning up the legendary difficulty as you <laughs> go to the next pick here, which is, of course, including Tyler Hero over on his points with Holiday. Take it away. Let it let us know why we're going back to him. So I'll just first start saying he had a terrible game against the Celtics when we lost. He shot four for 19. Then he was eaten alive against the Orlando Magic in the next game, too. And then he hit the over on this line in six out of the last seven. And that that's the only one part. Other part is, of course, he is their only guy that can shoot. Like there is mid-range and like floater game. Like Adebayo is the first Adebayo and Butler are the first two options to the Tyler Hero. So these three are, are their first two op- three options. And the hero is the only one that can exploit this matchup. So these two teams played like on the fourth of February, and Tyler Hero had the highest usage of the last almost on the, of the entire season, as he shot 24 times. And scored 24 points. And why did he shoot that man? So the key for this bet, Drew Holiday was defending Jimmy Butler. So we had Drew Holiday on Jimmy Butler and not on Tyler Hero. So like when you have the best de- your best defender on Jimmy Butler, it takes away a usage from him and adds to the Tyler Hero because he will be in a weaker coverage. 
I mean, there's no not many weak defensive players on the box, but you are not getting Drew Holiday cover. That that's that, that's huge. And if you have huge huge usage as he will have tonight, then in a huge usage in, in a, a bit positive matchup, he should be able to cover this line pretty easily. And as I said, pull up shooter against the Bucks is always something I always go throughout the entire season. There is no Yanis, so it should be a very close game. Uh, Chris Middleton is back. Jake Crowder is, 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 is will, will, will be playing. So I expect, expect competitive games. Competitive games with Tyler Hero scoring. And the second part of this is obviously Drew Holiday assists. And if you take a look at the last couple of games for, for his assists, he, he, he was covering it in almost every game. But the biggest part is without Giannis, he played, I, was, I think it's seven games. And he had all, seven or more assists in every of these. And he played two games uh, without Giannis against the Miami Heat. He had 11 and 10 assists. So uh, when Giannis is on, not on the floor, everything goes through Drew Holiday. And the way he defends, he will hit, he'll be hitting guys on the on the corners uh, driving kick and pick and roll driving kick and everything will go through him so i'll say like he averaged his average without yarnis is 10 assists a game and we have five and a half in a positive matchup for assist for a point guard so that part of the bet is pretty clear and com- combining with other hero over 17 and a half points yeah, I just think this is a spot we need to take. Like, great pull-up shooter, not getting Drew Holiday cover, and yeah. Uh, and Aaron says here, it, great match Without hate, hate <laughs> on Hero, this one is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, again, um, want, to, want to remind you guys that um, this is up to you. Like, last time, like, essentially... Uh, the the show is designed for you to tail the picks. However, um, it's your if you want to stay away from Tyler Hero, you just don't want to bet on Tyler Hero. That's completely up to you. But we are making it an official play on the show uh, for all the reasons that Pips has has laid out to us here. When there is a good matchup and there's a good spot, you shouldn't try to hold your bias or or personal opinion as much uh, against that in terms of like not wanting to bet on a player. But Pips has spoke about in the past, like. In the past with DeMar DeRozan, he just doesn't want to bet on DeRozan. He doesn't think he's that guy. So if uh, if you're feeling that, um, <coughs> feel free to stay away. And, and yeah, I know people are, are just having fun with this. Uh, but I, I'm just saying, last time there were people who were upset because Tyler Hill was included beyond just the overall scope of the pick. We are not losing Tyler Hero bet five times in a row. <laughs> Wait, is it actually four yeah, in a row? Four out, four out of four losses so far. And, and I agree with ACC. I'd rather bet on Hero than a Chicago Bulls player. But yes, Tyler Hero so, is included in the bets today. Interesting spot for for this Bulls take is that we now have Dermot DeRozan at 22 and a half. And he still hit over only in one out of the last seven on 22 and a half. So, okay. yeah, that's pretty wild for DeMar DeRozan. That is very, very wild for DeMar DeRozan. And you see how how poorly 
the the Bulls are playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he scored twenty. He scored 20 or less points in six of the last seven. So not even close to getting over. And they were playing Magic, Spurs, Charlotte Hornets. Like, yeah, weird stuff, weird stuff. All right. So let's move into our uh, discussion for today's show. So we spoke about it a little bit yesterday. Load management is a very hot topic currently in the NBA. Uh, Anthony Edwards had some words to say about it during the All-Star break. But it seems like it's part of the norm of basketball where uh, star players can just end up not playing in a game for any given reason within maybe sometimes minutes before a game begins. And I kind of wanted Pips's opinion on load management in general. Is it bad for the league? Do you think there's a reason why now we're seeing players play like 60 to 65 games rather than, you know, in the 90s, players are playing like every game, no problem. Um, first of all, do you think it's bad for the NBA load management? Yeah, of course. Load management is bad for, for the NBA, and it's not bad for the NBA. It's I think it's the worst for the fans. Like there, there are so many stories with guys like coming coming for their first ever NBA game, sparing up the money for like half the year to to come to see their heroes, and they they show up at the game and. No one's there. Like their, their their best player is not there, and it's announced like half an hour before the game. Like, well, that that's wild. Like, I'll be I'll be more okay if it's like okay two days before the game announce load management. This guy is not playing, and so that people know and they won't get go to the game and you won't get your tickets. Like, and that should be fair. Like, but mm-hmm. of course it's a show business, so I don't think that's. I think they are doing it on purpose because they don't want empty seats in the arena because their best player is not playing. So if you know that, so if you are like a fan of, if you are a LeBron fan, and you, if you are especially a LeBron James fan, uh, you you probably are not Lakers fan or like overall. So you don't want me. to watch Lakers. You want to watch LeBron James. That's me. And, yeah, and you get to that, that's most people that are fan, that are fans of LeBron James. And you go to that game, and there is not LeBron, LeBron is not playing, and you are seeing team that you don't like, and yeah, what's the point? Do you want them so, to lose? Like, I have yeah. a good good story on that. Uh, when the Lakers were in town to play the Raptors, I wanted to buy tickets. They were very expensive, but they were around like the cheapest tickets were like 150 Canadian dollars. So uh, U.S. dollars is probably like oh, it's over 100 easy over there. But I knew LeBron in Canada, like the probability of him playing was very slim. So I didn't buy tickets. And then middle of the day, they announced LeBron is out. Um, Sorry, I cut out. I swear I cut out there. But there was a lot of people who said they were at the game specifically to see LeBron and he wasn't even playing. I have friends who said they bought tickets to watch LeBron and he didn't even play. So. Uh, yes, I, I I know firsthand, I guess, what that can be like. Not firsthand, but I know what that can be like. But yes, continue. Yeah, and I I, I completely agree with Edwards, what he said and what Kobe said a couple of years back. And, like, I also said it on the stream a couple of times. So you have a huge paychecks, and that's coming from the fans actually watching the game so mm-hmm. you are getting paid because fans lo- like you and lo- love to see you and support the game like that's the biggest thing so you, you don't have uh, 
like your money going up and everything increasing and like uh, you're getting paid so much money is not because like everything is getting better or something because like the funds like the money going into this market like as and like I, I I won't speak of LeBron this because throughout the, the, the like I don't know like I think that he cares like so so I I don't know if he's prime example but there are some probably some players that don't care like at all about the fans they're doing their job but I think they should care because it's it's up to them so Part of so some ways that people are looking to maybe avoid load management. So because the NBA is such a long <laughs> season, each of the games don't mean as much as, let's say, a soccer game where you would never see load management really taking part in a soccer game. Well, actually, if the schedule is congested, maybe like in a lesser, like a cup game or a midweek game, you could see a guy resting. So maybe that doesn't apply. But for NBA, the top tier stars make such a big difference. And... Like you said, fans are out there specifically to see those star players. Maybe that's the one game they get to go to for like a three-year to five-year stretch. So I agree with what you're saying there. I'm going to play devil's advocate just to provide a little bit of rebuttal here. And this applies directly to the Raptors. So the the term load management was really coined during the 2018-2019 season when the Raptors were load managing Kawhi Leonard because he was coming off of that injury. And perhaps... Having Kawhi in the load management state gave him enough where he had enough in the tank to go on like an all-time playoff run and eventually lead the Raptors to an NBA championship. So for these players, sometimes being able to operate at 100% for 60 games is better than operating at like 80 to 90% for 82 games. Um, Anything, any thoughts on that? I mean, I, I will understand like that. That's a reasonable, reasonable because you have a guy coming like from the one year, he was out one entire year it's with true. a huge important injury that could like actually end up end his career. So he's coming back. So you don't even expect him to play on back to back nights, and that's it. You don't play him back to back, and that's it. I, I'm I'm okay with him not playing back to back. It's it's crazy difficult for a guy that didn't play the entire year and you want prevent injuries and that's it. Like you expect that and you don't you you don't count on him playing in back to back games the entire season. They have like I don't know teams have ten back to back games. He don't play in ten games. He still plays over seventy games and that's it. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah, but I, as I said, everyone in the entire NBA already knows. That these guys coming from the huge injuries probably won't play the back-to-back games, and so you don't go buy and buy tickets for a back-to-back game and expect your guy to play. And so I think I think that's okay. So what is it about this era that you think this, this <laughs> happens now, but it wasn't happening like in the '90s? What do you think is different about today's game where this is something that happens that didn't happen 20 years ago? Oh man, I, I can speak on this topic for for at least like a couple of hours. Like this is so complex <laughs> stuff. Well, yeah, I, actually, I read so many articles and so many opinions, and there are some stuff that that needs to go into it. But the, the one of the highest things I think that has the biggest outcome, the biggest like I don't know the world right right now, but 
players are getting overrun by 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 training by by overworking from such a young age like you didn't have in the 90s you had guys starting like professional career with 14 15 years and then hitting the prime 10 years after with 26 27 years in the nba and that's one thing and now you have like kids from five years getting trained and like 20 years later, they, they are in, in like 15 years, years later, they are in the NBA. So it's like 15 years of training and hard working and pushing yourself to the unbelievable limits. And before that was five years. Like, you like that's not, not even comparable. Like, that's, that's amazing, huge stress on the, the players' bodies. That's one thing. The second thing is NBA today and the NBA in the 90s, like, if there was some tracker to just track some players' kilometers and calorie burns and stuff, like it's huge difference. Pace of the game, of course, but also like try guard Steph Curry for five possessions. You will like die by next to the line. Like and in the 90s, you were just playing post-ups and simple pick and roll. Like, and you will just had guys standing. For if, if it was a half court game, you had guys just standing like for the half the game, just next to his guy. Today in the NBA, it's so much motion, so much running, so much stuff. Like you, you, if you are, if you are the worst guy, the worst guy in the NBA, okay, like you'll just stay in the corner probably and just guard corner guys. Like that's it. But most of the players have so much responsibility, so much running, so much floor covering, so much pace. Like it's 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 very 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 much more challenging in, in today's NBA, and I know we had improvements in training, in recovery, in in, in supplements, in everything, but with adding that the guys are, are coming to the league, other stress throughout the high school, throughout the college, throughout everything, that the, their bodies are like not like. already weekend and everything already very stressed out it's it's difficult the, the injuries are happening so much and i don't think i think it was one article that said like i don't know why this season 2018 2019 that lottery picks out of lottery picks i think 11 out of the 15 players had uh, like longer stretch injuries in, in in the first season it was something like that and i think that shows like players are not weak they just get overrun and like i don't i don't know the right word to say like that to explain that 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 you work for five years and then with 20 years you come to the nba which is like crazy to compare like you, you had like players in the 90s coming from like with at 14 years old they still haven't played basketball in life <laughs> and haven't decided to go with basketball like it, it's a huge difference i i think you summed up what my thoughts on it very well there as well just just the way the game has changed like to reach this pinnacle of scoring that we're at in the nba the modern nba this offense is so efficient and everybody has to be 100 percent locked in 100 percent of the time to reach these sort of levels and to get the absolute maximum out of your team and if you don't do that then your team is just not going to be successful so uh i like the points there but Sorry, I, I, I keep uh, lagging out. 
Um, I'll start my question over. So you said you understand load management, but you also spoke about how you don't like it. So do you think there's any way the NBA can work to eliminate it from the game? What steps should be taken, if any, in your opinion? <clears throat> so I have some frozen on the internet side. So I, I first didn't hear the first part, but I hear you the second time. Okay. So the I don't think it's possible to rule it out because player will complain and then the players complain that that's not gonna happen. Mm. And I think it will be still a part of the NBA. I just think they need to do something about announcing it at least 24 hours before the game. And actually, I think it was three seasons ago when NBA like said. Okay, we we are making the rule. Everyone needs to lock that lock in uh, their starting lineups one hour before the game. And I was like, finally. And we don't know the lineups like 15 minutes before the game this season. Like, and they just completely went out of it. And I think they need to go back to it and even make it a bit even more. Like, if you don't know who is playing two hours before the game, like, what your come on, like. Like you, you, you don't, you just, you can't have like players suddenly injured. I know it's only like difficult for us that that, that we are betting, but you, you just like there is no way the guy is not on the injury report report at all. And then five minutes before the game, you ruled him out because he has illness. Like if he had illness, you actually know the entire day that he has illness, and then you list him questionable or like doubtful for the game, and everyone can expect that. Like I think they need to work on that side of that part of the game, like making like it more transparent and that everyone knows what's going on. Like it's 2023. Like how difficult that can be. I agree. I think that's the best way to go about it. The only thing that would be complaints from the team is just like you don't want to give your opponents the edge of knowing that information in advance. So I can understand why it is the way it is, but like knowing how much money is in the game as a result of the fans, I think like that's the least that can be done to 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 help that. And I think that's a, a pretty good solution to the situation. But I think that's all we have on the load management discussion. Let's recap the plays from earlier on. Uh, these plays may have moved at this point. We give them out early on in the show. Unfortunately, like we can't control the movement over the course of the 30 minutes. Lots can change. But if you are here live, you're able to lock these ones in. First of all, we're going to the Knicks at the Wizards for Jalen Brunson over, over uh, 23 and a half points paired with Kyle Kuzma over 17 and a half points for plus 100 odds at DraftKings. Second play, going back to Tyler Hero. Drew Holiday over five and a half assists paired with Tyler Hero over 17 and a half points for minus 110 at DraftKings. And uh, <laughs> we've lost four in a row on Tyler Hero. And uh, as Pip said, we're not going to lose five times in a row on Tyler Hero. But we will see how it all pans out today. Thank you once again, guys, for tuning in to Pick and Roll. We had the 3-0 sweep yesterday. We're looking to get two plays that win today to round off an excellent short week here. But me and Pips will be back on Monday for more Pick and Roll. So make sure you're subscribed to the board YouTube channel. Support the channel. We go live every weekday for shows just like this. And hit the thumbs up button on this particular stream to show your support. If you're listening in podcast form, take a minute to rate and review five stars. It does make a big difference for us. And uh, like I said, let's hope these picks cash. Thank you again. We'll see you guys on Monday. 